Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Mississippi, my guest is a singer-songwriter who, at the beginning of this year, released his EP, Things Are Looking Up. He plays guitar and piano and is very active performing in his part of the country, including having just played at a county fair this past weekend. He is currently ranked number one on Reverb Nation in his genre in his area. You've been hearing one of his songs entitled Southern Sky. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Matt Hines. How's it going, Bruce? Very good, Matt. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment. I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. You bet. You bet. The first order of business is to learn all about the song that started off the show. Tell me and the listeners all about Southern Sky. Uh, I wrote it while I was in college. It was actually one of my first songs. Uh, I was kind of missing home. Uh, I went to school up at Mississippi State University. I was missing home, but uh, missing Texas, really. I was born over in Texas. And, uh, and so I decided to write a song that kind of reflected that. And uh, at the time, I had a couple of buddies in the military so the final verse there is kind of a little wink to them well and as a as a pr guy i i, I like that uh kind of leaving the listeners hanging thinking well what what is the last lyric because obviously we didn't get to play the whole song so folks uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a reason why why y'all will have to go out and and get uh, southern sky so that you can hear the whole story and especially since i was talking over it during the intro, uh, but but now you have some insight directly from Matt himself, um, how Southern Sky came to be. Um, Matt, you've got great support, uh, big numbers on Facebook and Twitter. For all the listeners, though, that are just discovering you for the first time, describe the music scene there in your area in, in Mississippi, because while it might not be L.A., New York, or Nashville, you stay very active performing there. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a surprising scene, you know. I like to say that Mississippi is the birthplace of, of all of American music, and it's actually the state motto here. Uh, you know, we had Elvis, and uh, I think even David Ruffin was here. You know, we had the blues, kind of came out of the Delta where I'm in, uh, specifically Bentonia, where I actually live. It's about 20 miles outside of Jackson. And uh, surprisingly, the music scene's not this redneck or hoedown any, anything. It's kind of a alternative scene in in any genre, really. Uh, I do primarily country stuff, but it's not like what you're going to hear on the radio. It's kind of an alternative country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had, I had said uh, L.A., New York, or Nashville. Um, speaking of Nashville, uh, let's talk about the EP, Things Are Looking Up, because I know, and listeners, you'll see in a minute where I'm going with this, 
that you had been aiming to record the EP in Nashville, Matt. So uh, you did record it there, yes? I did, I did. And, and just talk about, uh, you know, how, how, I mean, how does that come to be? How does someone in Mississippi say, I'm going to record this in Nashville? Is it just kind of a, a pipe dream? Did you already have some connections? Uh, how much time did you go back and forth? Just just walk us through that whole process. Uh, I had, I guess it started out with some connections. My first songs I actually recorded in Texarkana, Texas, and, uh, and one of the people there, Jordan Rayner, was a bit of a connection that she uh, she used to, or is currently writing under Roger Springer uh in nashville now and uh kind of through her i made some connections and then my actual my best man at my wedding his father is good friends with jimmy metz who actually runs the starstruck label up in nashville and uh they kind of hooked me up with county q recording studios and the ball just kind of started rolling there i started a gofundme page had people helping me on that way to help the fans get engaged as well. And what was the, I guess the, the total time, you know, that, that, that it took you to, to, to get the EP recorded because was it, was it, I went to Nashville and I just kind of stayed there for, for maybe, you know, two weeks or whatever and recorded the whole thing. Or did you go back and forth? How long did the whole thing take from start to finish? Uh, the general idea started probably in April. Uh, I, I didn't go to Nashville until about, july of last year um and i stayed for about three days three days was the whole shebang knocked out all the songs as far as vocals the first day wow and then and then the second day they they kind of tweaked some stuff did all the producing stuff and then they had it mastered wow was that uh obviously nashville you're you're going to be getting nothing but pros there and, and and the absolute best facilities right. and, and people that are highly skilled at what they do. But was that a surprise to you to, to say, I guess we're done. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah, it, it was kind of a, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'd been waiting for months to, to finally knock out this EP. It was, it was a different sound from some of my first songs. And finally to see that all come to fruition, it was just like, how is this already over? You know, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> uh, it, it, it sounds, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds like there was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and every time I have to leave there, whether it's I'm up there writing or performing, it's, I'm always ready to go back the next day. So you, so you do go back and forth. This wasn't just a one time. I'm only going to Nashville to record my EP and then, you know, it, it's just. Right. Uh, Right, and I, I recommend that if if you're in the area, the southeastern part of the United States, I would recommend going if you're pursuing music, going and meeting people. Not necessarily have to jump up and move because with internet and social media and all that, you don't have to necessarily move to Nashville uh, unless you get just the ball rolling really well and you need to move up there for a label or for a publishing contract. Uh, but I, I highly recommend going up there at least every other month. Well, and, you know, just to piggyback on what you said about uh, the Internet and social media and that type of thing, one need look no further than last week on the show. Uh, Natalie Jean, a uh, singer-songwriter in the in Maryland, she talked about somebody that found her on Facebook, and he's in Turkey and they collaborated on a song together, and I didn't ask her, but I'm sure that they never even saw each other because everything is able, you know, you can transmit files through any one of a number of different cloud-based storage services and that type of thing. So 
Um, you know, speaking of Nashville, though, Matt, you, you mentioned before, for instance, that uh, your 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 kind of your music is described as country, uh, folk, grass, pop. Um, but you mentioned before that you don't really feel it's kind of the country that everybody would think of. Um, in Nashville, of course, they don't only do country, but was right. there anyone that kind of looked at you like, huh, this is this is a little different. This is kind of unique. It was actually the uh, the guy who was kind of overseeing the whole production of my EP, Paul Shulton, came out. Uh, he said, you know, I, I never, I wasn't really paying attention to your songs when you were recording them, but, but as he was sitting down and mastering them, he was like, you know, there's meat to these lyrics as opposed to what he said, the the beer and truck songs that are <laughs> saturating the radio. And there's nothing against those songs uh, at all. At all. And if you write that, that's great. Uh, if if that's what you love. But uh, I'm trying to gear more towards the sound of, say, uh, Chris Stapleton, Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, some people who are making waves in country music nowadays. Well, and you know, it's it's again same theme as 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 Natalie said last week. It's it's being true to, to yourself and to who you are. And, and in this case, it sounds like when he made that statement to you, uh, I don't take it as a knock against what is being written. I take it more as a compliment that your writing did stand out to him. Right, and that's that's I have a little notebook. I'll I'll write down the positives. You forget the negatives. Write down the positives, so that when you have all these negatives coming at you, you can just open up that book. And and see what, when someone said something nice about you. Yeah, a source of inspiration, if you will. Uh, right. And I know that uh, you grew up the son of a preacher. So does that mean that maybe there's, uh, I'll, I'll say, some Christian influence in you that you know that you don't want to write beer and truck songs just because it's not who you are in in, in your heart? Um, you know, I've had many people ask me that, and you know, I'm I'm strong in my beliefs. I, I lead music at a church here. In, in Mississippi, and if the song comes out and the message needs to be told and it involves drinking of any kind, then I'll write it. I mean, Jesus, he wasn't sitting out there with all the best Christians. He was he was sitting there with the sinners, and yeah, he was absolutely. eating with the sinners. Yeah, the tax collectors, and mm-hmm. yeah, the Bible's loaded with <laughs> with those. Oh, yeah. that, I mean, it's for us to learn from. But but you're right, and 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 that's and that's a great that's a great analogy that you're making there. Um, right. You started to touch on this uh, the, the the GoFundMe campaign that you launched to try to cover the cost of recording your EP in Nashville. Since we mm. talk a lot about crowdfunding on the show, tell the listeners about your experience with your GoFundMe campaign. Did you like it? Would you do it again? Uh, you know, whatever comments you you, you want to share. It was a uh, a surprising experience. You know, I'd looked at other. Uh, methods of crowdfunding as far as like Kickstarter and stuff. And I came on to GoFundMe and and some people were like, well, isn't that just for charity? And, and you know, it, no, it doesn't have to be. And the good thing about GoFundMe is if you don't meet your goal, you're still getting that money. They're, your fans are still getting the product that they paid for as opposed to Kickstarter. Uh, if you don't meet that goal, then everything's just kind of a wash. And it, it was a great experience. I was kind of worried about if I was going to get any of the money and and my fans and friends and family came through and it it was just a very loving experience. A lot of people when I ask them about crowdfunding they always say that the part of it that they didn't like was having to walk that line between 
I'm up against a deadline. I got to remind people of the campaign, but also of being a pest and, you know, having people think, oh boy, here goes Matt again. Like, we get it. You got to kick, you got to go fund me going, like, back off. Man, it was, it was awful. Especially, you know, someone would say, uh, I'm going to pay you $100 towards your campaign. And then they, they don't ever do it. And you're just like, mm. well, I wonder if they're going to send it in. And you don't want to be like, hey, man, uh, you got that money because it's just out of the goodness of their heart. You're not going to sit there and be Guido and knock on their door uh, and badger the person. Uh, right about that hundred dollars that you said you were going to lay down. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, you know you you do uh, as as other guests have said before. You do have to really go into self promotion mode. And and mm-hmm. again, getting back to who you are as a person. You know, if that's not really who you are, I imagine that it just makes it that much more challenging because now you really do have to, it's not so much blow your own horn, but, um, right. you know, the, blow the horn of, of Matt Hines, the, the, the recording artist, um, to get people excited enough to say, yeah, okay, I can, you know, I can contribute something to this. Right. And you do have to separate yourself. Uh, you, I'm Matt Hines, the person, and then the Matt Hines... The recording artist is, is a business. You have to separate that so that your emotions don't get into it. You know, still keep your virtues as far as how you go about campaigning, but but don't think of it as you as an, a person. Think of it as a business. Okay, but I'll, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Um, how how then, and, and I'm asking this from the standpoint of for you to give out some advice, how, mm. do, how do you respond then when, um, you know, when people don't, give you any money period towards your campaign or when you see somebody that you know you know because you don't want to, i think what you're saying is you don't want to take it personally right. if the person only gives you 10 bucks and you say wow i i know that i, I can't believe that person only gave me 10 bucks so how, how do you how do you recommend people make peace with that um i think you really have to do some soul searching on that i mean you could say, hey, this person only gave me 10 bucks, or wow, this person cared enough to give me 10 bucks. Mm. You don't know what that person is, is going through in their life. Uh, I mean, the, the, one of the main reasons I started the GoFundMe thing was uh, I had gone ahead and booked the thing, and something had fallen through financially to where I was like, oh no, I'm in a bind and need some extra money. Mm. And so I had to understand that other people were probably in a bind at the time, and I was getting... I was getting donations from people who were going through cancer treatments. Wow. Uh, they were they were going through some rough spots in their lives, and and if you don't get anything from anybody, uh, don't don't worry about it. I mean, they're still your friend. You're, they're your friend for a reason. Uh, it's it's not a slight towards you. They just might need to do something else with that money. Nicely said. Nicely said. Uh, just to clarify, when you said I had already booked the thing, you had already booked what? Uh, the recording, the actual recording week and, and slots. Okay, so you'd booked the studio in Nashville already. Right. Okay, okay. And uh, listeners, I'll, I'll do you a public service. Uh, go back and listen to episode 62 with Elena. Uh, it, was, it was very shocking and disappointing to hear that there are actually people out there who will uh, be, um, I guess you'd call them, uh, false donors. Uh, they were, mm. they were, she, she talks on that episode uh, about how she got some phony pledges towards her campaign. And then she kind of mm. uh, walked through, um, you know, how she discovered that and how she reacted to it. So, um, as, as much as we like hearing from people like Matt Hines that talk about 
uh, how it was to to do manage a campaign, you do need to listen to to Elena tell the story about um, what. And again, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm naive, but that was the first that I heard of this, and it's it's very shocking, and, and you need to know <clears> about it. And and like Matt said, you know, there's the GoFundMe, but there's Kickstarter. You know, I've I, and I don't endorse any of them in particular, but I've mentioned Rocket Hub before because they are like GoFundMe that if you don't meet your goal, they'll still give you. Uh, right. you, what you did raise, they'll just take a bigger percentage than if you did. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Mississippi is singer-songwriter Matt Hines. Visit his official website at www.matthinesofficial.com. He is all over social media, too. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And as I mentioned during the intro, he is on Reverb Nation, too, currently ranked number one on there. Of course, do purchase his music, too. It's available on iTunes. We've been talking about his EP. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-timers. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see where in the world some of you are listening from uh, Matt, why, as an up-and-coming independent artist uh, on Reverb Nation, did you decide to let half of your sales go to charity, as opposed to saying, uh, "Not right now. I've got to make them make the money back that I spent on the EP." <laughs> I think it's it has a lot to do with my beliefs. It has a lot to do with that particular charity that I was giving to. My wife is a is a special education teacher, and uh, the camp that I was giving it to actually run by Zach Brown. It does it for special needs students. So I, I really wanted a part of my funds to go towards that because I mean, if you're in this business, there's no point to be doing it just for yourself. I mean, the whole reason you're doing it is so other people can enjoy something. Uh, and so it's just best to give back. Is it just a coincidence that you mentioned uh, that it's run by Zach Brown and, and here, um, your sound has been compared to Zach Brown, among others. Is it just a coincidence? I think earlier in my writing, I, I tried to emulate it, and there's a there's a particular method of being an artist as far as uh, how how an artist kind of steals. They they take the influence in their life, and they might mix this artist with another artist, and they do it in their own way to where it you still hear those little specs of say if if i was to put people together zach brown and and uh elton john put them together you still might hear certain aspects of their music come through mine but hopefully i'm able to to make it my own yeah yeah well i just i wondered you know if there was so much zach brown influence that you decided you know i i want to give some portion of my sales back and i'm going to research zach brown and oh boy look he's involved with this camp and what a perfect fit but it sounds like it that was not the case no no well on a similar note uh you were very active and generous on twitter giving out a song to people as they would follow you we heard something similar from jr bird 
uh, who's from Texas. Mm. It was way back on episode 38. What was your strategy there in, in doing that and giving away songs to people on Twitter? Uh, for one, I just wanted to say thank you. But number two, the business side of it, uh, back when LimeWire was a was a thing, I, it might still be a thing, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Corey Smith, actually, the way that he made any kind of impact in the music world is he put all of his songs on there for free. And and that's how people kind of heard about him. And that I, I remember being in high school and people would say, have you heard that Corey Smith guy? And I couldn't find him anywhere but LimeWire. Uh and and if if there are things like that available, you know, put your music out there and, and see if someone catches on. Yeah, and again, um, I, I guess there's a there's a reason we were meant to have uh, Natalie last week and Matt this week back to back because, you know, her attitude was she was talking about putting her music out to as many different contests and, and, you know, opportunities for awards as she can. And she said, yeah, it's nice to get those nominations and and to maybe even win. But she said the same thing. She said, you know, you never know what one of those judges, you know, might hear it and it might not even win, but the judge might say, Hey, I like this song. I want to track this girl down and, and do something with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I believe that you have utilized Periscope to play for your Twitter followers. Right. Uh, just talk about that because, you know, Periscope is, is starting to become, um, I don't want to say more and more mainstream, but certainly more well-known. And, and, you know, to me, I think that you're probably one of the early people to be doing that. I know it's it started mm. to become a problem. I, I was at a concert uh, a couple months ago and security had been told, you know, <laughs> to shut people down because they that's what they might have been doing. Um, but but right. how how have you found it to be? Uh, it's it's a very interesting tool, and I hadn't quite figured it out yet as far as all the little nooks and crannies I can explore in it. Um, I do know that it, I, I felt that it was really neat that I could sit here in my living room and and play for my fans, and they'd get a little mini show, and, and I'd be able to, to let go musically for them in my own house. Uh, I have heard, I actually heard today, speaking... With Periscope, I heard today that Facebook was going to start a service kind of like that, where after you're finished uh, doing the shoot, because it's all live, after you're finished doing the shoot, it'll actually save it instead of it being gone forever. Hmm. Um, so that's, I'm interested to see how that comes about. Did you at any point look into, and, and I know there's a number of them, but I'll just say stageit.com because I know that's one of the ones that's been talked about in this show before where people sit and do a, you know, a, a live show from their living room. Did you look into that or was it just you know Periscope for, I, for whatever reason? I have looked into Stageit and, and I think it's good depending on what area you're in. Um, as far as Mississippi, not a lot of people are, are checking out Stageit um, and as far as my I guess you'd call them carbon fans, fans I actually see, as opposed to ones I've made on social media. They, uh, they're not going to tune in on stage it, but Periscope, you can just about get any random person to come in and, and watch <laughs> you. So I, I think that's good on that. I think if I was a little bit more established, stage it would be a, uh, a very, very good tool to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, just backing up, when you talked about putting your music out there for free, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll continue the, the Twitter conversation. Uh, do you get yourself into all of the talk these days? Because there's obviously, you know, this is all the way up at, at you know at the level of, of federal government, where people are talking about whether music should be free, whether people should be able to, you know, and the list goes on of what they should and shouldn't be able to do. Or do you just say, look, I, you know, I'm just trying to make a go of this thing and 
you know, I, right now I'm happy to give it away. I think it, I think it's important on all levels. I mean, if you're a huge superstar or if you're just some guy playing in a bar, you need to be, you need to be an advocate for trying to get your stuff paid for. Um, um, I don't know of many jobs that, that give their services away for free. Uh, I know being a teacher, I'm, I'm a music teacher as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people say we're underpaid and uh, I would agree. And if you think your service is worth something, if you're actually going to put the time into it, then it's got to be worth something to someone else. You can't just undersell yourself. Yeah. And that's where I personally would make the argument on behalf of Matt Hines that when you've got the kind of Twitter followers and the kind of Facebook likes that I have, I'm talking about numbers here, obviously people see some value in what I'm doing. So I don't have a problem mm-hmm. putting out an EP and say, please go purchase it on iTunes. Right. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you are a songwriter, strongly consider becoming a member of a PRO, that's Performance Rights Organization. The three big ones are ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. Research each one and make an informed decision, but know that there are benefits you are missing out on if you're not a member of any. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. Uh, I, I think I even saw um, in, in doing my research for the show somewhere on social media, it might have been a Facebook post, where I think somebody said um, that your EP is all his wife will play in the car <laughs> or, or vice versa. Maybe it was a woman saying that it's all her husband. Uh, I mean, yes, you certainly you know want, want to sell the downloads, but I, I imagine that that has to really, uh, you know, it doesn't pay the bills, but it's got to make you feel awfully good about the music that you're making. Oh, I love it. I love it when someone, some random person that I, I might not ever talk to comes up to me or tweets me or messages me on Facebook and says either my song has touched them in some way, whether it was got them out of, out of a hard time or or uh, just helped them jam out. It, it's the best feeling in the world. It's a big reason as to why I do this. Uh, not to sound arrogant or anything, but I, I like to... I like when people tell me I'm good. Uh, most people do. Most people want to feel important. I think it's a uh, a trait that is ingrained in every human being. Uh, this is going to sound like a like a strange question, but when <laughs> you do sit down to write a song, uh, why are why are you writing music? Originally, when I first started out, it was because I wanted to to go and be an artist and play and, and, and do all that and make a career out of it. Uh, as I have written through the years, I've realized that I've had something to say. And, and I think that's kind of how it occurs for most people is, is they want to start out and be this rock star. And then they realize there's, there's something more important. You have to deliver a message that's for whatever reason been placed inside of you. If if you don't get that message out, you're kind of doing a disservice to other people in the world. Uh, whether they receive that message is up to them, of course. But as long as you get it out there, uh, I think you're doing some good. As long as the 
the lyrics themselves uh, can be used for good. And do you write uh, exclusively by yourself? Is there someone else there in your area that you write with? Is there someone in Nashville that you write with? What What's kind of your, your, your uh, preferred approach? Yeah, I think I enjoy uh, writing with myself uh, primarily. Um, but here this past summer, I actually got to do a, some nice co-writes up in Nashville and and found that very beneficial. I mean, you get a whole other way of thinking when you're writing a song. Um, not to say that there wasn't any kind of bad points in the co-writes, because uh, there can be times when you, you're very adamant in, in what you want to put on that piece of paper, and they are very adamant on what they want. And, and it can be a, a growing experience, a learning experience for you, uh, but it can be frustrating. Um, we had uh, we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. We were talking about um, Twitter at one point. Another social media note about Matt Hines. Tell the listeners about, uh, I don't know if you'd call it Whiteboard Wednesday or if I'm supposed to be saying <laughs> hashtag Whiteboard Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it kind of turned into a thing. I started about the first day of school last year. Uh, I just wanted to do something fun. I was at a new school. And I, I put up a picture, I think, of SpongeBob with a guitar. <laughs> and and my kids uh, loved it. And the next week, I didn't have one up there because I didn't think anything of it. And they were asking where it was. Wow. So I just I just started doing more and more. I think I've done, I did Santa Claus when we let out for Christmas. And my last one I did last year was uh, a kind of a tribute to B.B. King because he had died right before we had let out. Um, but but you're, you're, you're a good artist, though. I saw the drawings, and I thought, you know, not oh, only can it. this guy do music, but it turns out that he's a, a good other type of artist, too. I appreciate it. Uh, actually, when I was a kid, I, I had wanted to be a comic book artist. Uh, wow. I loved reading Calvin and Hobbes. And I, in about third grade, I actually uh, was selling comic books to my friends for about 10 cents. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that's a little fun story I like to tell. Wow. So, uh, you, I think you gave me a clarification there because a little while ago when you talked about being a music teacher, I wondered, was it private lessons that you're giving on your own or is it in a school? But so you're actually, you're actually a full-time music teacher in a school. Right. Right. And it's probably one of the most rewarding things, uh, I think somebody can do that's involved in music. And what ages are you teaching? What grade level is it? I'm, I'm doing second and third grade. Wow. Wow. And how long have you done that for? Uh, this coming school year, which will start next week, is my third year. Very good. Very good. And it sounds like, like you certainly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Mississippi is singer-songwriter Matt Hines. Visit his official website at www.matthinesofficial.com. He is all over social media, too. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And as I mentioned during the intro, he is on Reverb Nation, too, currently ranked number one on there. Of course, do purchase his music, too. It's available on iTunes. We talked extensively about Things Are Looking Up which is Matt's EP, so you'll want to go to iTunes to find that there. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, it's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. 
Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It downloads automatically each time that a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I've only mentioned just a couple of them here so far in this episode. And do go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I said before, just a tremendous, tremendous amount of thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners and just so grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show and it's very fun to watch where a lot of you in the world are listening from. Uh, Matt, you are pretty active playing fairs and festivals, which is a real popular circuit that a lot of artists try to break mm. into. How have you found that whole scene to be? Is, is it worthwhile? Oh, it's very enjoyable. <laughs> I actually like it much better than playing at a, a bar honky-tonk. Uh, not to say that that playing in those places aren't fun, but the, the festival scene is you get to see all walks of life. I mean, you get to see children on up to, mm. to uh, older people, and and you get to see how your music affects them. Uh, not to mention, I enjoy working outside, so that's always <laughs> a plus. Uh, but it's you know, I, I want the listeners that are that are the up and comers to to really get a sense. I mean, it it is very competitive. You don't just walk in and play yeah. at any fair or festival that you want to. Yeah, it's. I, I'm actually just now chipping away at it. Uh, the way that I got in, they had the first uh, festival I played with was the uh, Cotton District Arts Festival. And uh, the year before I played there, I had actually entered and won a songwriting contest. Um, and that got me into contact with all the people in, in charge of that festival. So that, there's one way I think I could I could tell the comers uh, to try to figure out how that you can get in besides just knocking on their door or emailing them saying, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, sometimes that works. Uh, most times it does not. Well, I'm curious, uh, being a music teacher and having <laughs> such a such a captive audience there every day with you. Granted, these are little kids, but <laughs> do 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 they know? Do they know that that you are Matt Hines, the recording artist, or do you just try to keep it as uh, just let them think of that I'm their teacher and I don't tell them about all that other stuff? I try to keep it separate, but being in a school where every student has an iPad. Uh, they'll they'll look me up, and about that first day when I start them working on a song, I, I had them doing "Happy Last Year" and "Best Day of My Life," and I actually had to sing with those with those artists sang. So they they kind of were like, "Okay, well, maybe this guy can carry a tune." And then <laughs> their parents were starting to wonder who I was because I was having them sing popular songs as opposed to the normal. Uh, nursery rhyme songs uh and it's kind of it's coming kind of coming to the light but i'm trying to trying to keep them separate well but at the same time you know fairs and festivals they're not going to count on matt hines to bring them a crowd they're going to get one just because they're a fair or they're or they're a festival yeah. um so on the one hand people could say well boy that must be a, a bonus for him he can tell all the kids and their parents hey come and see me play saturday um uh -huh. but as i said you know you don't really need to work real hard to fill up the tents at the fairs and festivals. But then the downside no. is if you do go play, you know, at a, at a bar on a Friday night, <laughs> those kids aren't going to come and see you there. <laughs> no, no, I have seen some parents. I'll keep that on the hush, but, <laughs> but well, yeah, the festival's great. 
Yeah, my point is that um, you don't have the upper hand on your competition because, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> this is a catch twenty two. I've I've got a captive audience here, yet I can't I can't uh, get them out to my shows. That's right, uh, and and you know I'm fine with that. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want my music that I'm writing uh, impress upon my students anything that I wouldn't want in the in the uh, classroom uh, and interfere with what I'm trying to teach is because it might be something they don't understand yet. Uh, so I try to keep it separate. Are you starting to find that you're at a point where, as you've played enough fairs and festivals, that that's opening the eyes of other fairs and festivals that are saying, well, you know, this guy's getting a lot of bookings at fairs and festivals. I th- you know, I think we definitely need to have him at ours. It's it, There's definitely a snowball effect. It it hasn't happened quite as fast as I would like. And and I'm not going to use the excuse of, of being where I am. It's harder. It's, it's, it's hard everywhere, uh, especially nowadays with, with the whole industry just saturated. Um, but, yeah, definitely, once you get that foot in the door, people will – see you or hear your name or you'll do a local radio interview because of the festival and somebody else will hear you. Uh, so that, that is a good thing about festivals and, uh, a lot of, you know, bars will put up food trucks at these festivals and they'll hear mm. you. So it kind of leads to those. Uh, now go back to the comment that you just made about being on a radio for the festival. Is the festival coming to you and saying, hey, Matt, would you go on the radio for us to talk about our festival? Or are you just kind of putting yourself out there and say, hey, put me on the radio because I'm going to be playing at this festival? Um, surprisingly, it's been the radios that would that would kind of reach out to me. Wow. Um, I have reached out to to a local radio station before and gotten a, an interview. It wasn't for a festival, but it, if a radio station is running an ad for the festival and they're saying these artists' names it's kind of to their benefit to get the artist on their on their station. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh we've had a couple guests over the last say dozen or so shows uh talk about <laughs> juggling trying to have a music career with being a dad. I'm thinking specifically of Damon <laughs> Fowler on episode 66 and uh Nelson Montana on episode 72 talked about being a single dad. Uh, how do you approach it, Matt, juggling um, having a music career with, with being a dad and, and a husband? Uh, it is definitely a juggling act. <laughs> um, you have to, uh, I guess you have to kind of pick your battles. You know, you don't want to, you want to be gone and, and, and doing this career, but but at the same time, you don't want to leave your family. And uh, I think you just kind of have to know when to hit it hard and know when to step back. And if, you know, it, the music industry is not going to go away. If you take a step back, uh, you can you can always hit back into it. The whole idea that if you kind of take a breather for a second, then your chances are gone once the ball gets rolling. That's that, that's a fallacy, I believe. Um, but you need to know where your priorities lie. You need to set out goals in your life. Uh, set out goals for your business. Set out goals for your family and adhere to those goals. So I wonder, was there a conversation that took place uh, I guess it would have been at the beginning of the year or at the end of last year between you and your wife that, that, that maybe went something like this or, or no. Um, my new EP <laughs> is about to come out. You know, I've got to get out there and in support of it. I've got to play a lot of, a lot of live shows, get people hearing my music and, and buying the EP. Um, you know, I may need to go 
on the road, do some shows, mm-hmm. you know, outside of here. I know we got the baby, you know, but, but this is, this is what I need to do for, for Matt Hines recording artist. Did, did that kind of discussion take place or was it, you know, no, I just pretty much planned on, on staying local and, and playing around here. Yeah, it was definitely a conversation we had and she, Laura has been very, very supportive of anything I've done. She's actually the reason I kind of decided to up and pursue this. She pushed me to do it. Wow. Uh, and, and she's been very supportive. I'm not going to lie and say we haven't had our hard times where it's like, man, she really wishes I didn't have to go to a gig, but it's kind of a last minute thing with the baby being sick. I can't back out on the gig. And so it's been, there's been moments like that. But uh, I think as long as your marriage has a strong foundation, uh, mine in particular is based on God and, and love, then then you're you should be good. Well, for those of you listening uh, that um, hopefully you've been giving the show your undivided attention, but if you broke away at some point to go over to Matt's <laughs> website, you've already seen it. But if not, go look at MattHinesOfficial.com, just a tremendous photo of him and his little baby. Uh, just just tell the listeners, um, your baby, the uh, the sex, the age, and the name. Uh, yeah, he's a little baby boy. His name is Noah James Hines, and uh, he's about to be 18 months uh, well, I say about to be. He just turned seventeen months, but he'll be eighteen <laughs> months in September. Uh, so he's he's growing up fast. Very good. Uh, at some point, um, will will you put a guitar in his hands? Do you think <laughs> it's it's already in his hands? I can't play without him coming <laughs> coming up to me and wanting to bang on the guitar or even the piano. <laughs> he's your biggest fan. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, back on episode 69, Victor Wainwright talked about playing on the same bill with B.B. King many times and how the two of them would talk with one another about their love of flying planes. I know, Matt, that uh, that B.B. King's uh, still somewhat recent passing was not lost on, on you either. Right. Uh, I th- being in the area that I'm in, you know, B.B. King's a, a big part of the community. He helped the community in a lot of ways. Uh he actually came to Mississippi State about two or three years ago and, and was just a, a great guy um, and would actually come by Bentonia, where I live, about 20 miles out of, outside of Jackson. There's a little place called the Bentonia or the Blue Front Cafe, and uh, it's kind of where Bentonia Blues uh, took its roots, was at that cafe. That's um, a strong form of, of blues that people come from all over the world to listen to, and B.B. King had a had a big part in that. So is it is it fair to say that, you know, you mentioned Zach Brown before and you said, you know, you could maybe do something like Zach Brown, Elton John, but obviously at the end of the day, it's going to be Matt Hines music. But but is B.B. King clearly an influence on, on what has become your music? Definitely. Definitely. I think so. And it's uh, it, it was very sad to see him go. I mean, I remember waking up the morning that that he died. And uh, I think I said something like the thrill is gone. And, uh, and uh, he was a thrill. He was just a thrill to watch, talk to, or, you know, be around. And did you ever get a chance to meet him, to talk to him? Uh, at the university, we kind of had like a meet and greet type deal. I never really got to meet him on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to close today, Matt, with a song of yours called You Might Be Right. Uh, before we let <laughs> you go, take the listeners inside the song, please, if you would. Uh, I actually wrote this song during the whole process of getting my EP booked uh, to record. And it was, you know, during that time I'd mentioned earlier when I had overbooked 
as far as financially and needed to do the GoFundMe thing. And it was, we were going through financial hardships or we were going through, something would always come up. And I was just like, I don't have to do do this the way everyone else has to do. You don't have to, it, you don't have to go to college to get a good job. I remember thinking that because I had just been fresh out of college, and people were making more than me that had never been to college. You don't have to go to college to get a good job. You don't have to to get married and have kids if you don't want to, or you you don't have to not have kids and not get married if if you know if someone's telling you to do otherwise. It's uh it's kind of a be your own person song and uh and i've had a lot of people comment on it and say that they really appreciate the song and hopefully the listeners do as well today outstanding well matt thank you ever so much really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today and enjoyed having you on the show thank you bruce i really enjoyed it absolutely that will do it for this week's edition of now hear this entertainment my sincere thanks to singer songwriter matt hines Remember to check out his website at www.matthinesofficial.com. I haven't been saying this throughout the show, but if there's any question about uh, the way that his, well, I guess you can even say his first name and his last name is spelled, you can certainly just look at your listening device and get the proper spelling on there and then head over to matthinesofficial.com. And do engage with him on social media. So like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like his videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, check him out on Reverb Nation and purchase his music on iTunes. And be sure to keep up with where and when Matt will be performing so you can go see him live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and to Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Matt Hines. This is the one he just talked about. It's called You Might Be Right.
Say 